Hello, everybody. Of course, welcome back to another episode of X Talking This with your boy X. And this. You already know what to do. If you are on Facebook, please make sure you go ahead and like and share this broadcast. If you are on the Facebook page, go ahead and hit that like button as well. If you are on YouTube, please make sure you go ahead and hit that red subscribe button. And as well, go ahead and hit that notification bell so you can be notified for shows like this one in the future. Ding. And as well, if you are on Twitter, go ahead and check us out at Periscope at X Talking Ish, and as well, check us out on my personal page, and I'm going to go slow, so I won't mess this up, X underscore Williams 81, I'm going to go ahead and retweet this right now, since we are talking about it, because any other time, Ish knows in the past, when I do my intros, I just be revved up, I just be going, so you know, I'll be, yeah. be going really to so mess it up, but it's all good, we ain't going to mess it up this week, I'm going to go ahead and get that uh, Periscope stream retreated whenever it comes onto my timeline on Twitter. Um, but anywho, we are, of course, back once again with another, uh, of course, weekly wrap-up of week six in the NFL-ish. Another one in the books. Uh, let's be honest, Ish, I think it was a little bit of everything this week. Another one of those dull, uh, one of those primetime games where it's dull, and then you have, of course, the amazing game, of course, with the Chiefs and the uh, the Chiefs and the Bills, and of course you have that that game that was supposed to be amazing, but it probably wasn't as amazing as we hoped that it, it thought it would be. Of course, Cowboys and and Eagles, and then everything else in between. Uh, just a normal weekend in the NFL, and um, ish. I think we are really now starting the NFL season. I think this is the legit. Everybody's now the the, the kinks are out. The the uh the, you know if you haven't revved up your engine just yet I mean it's it's kind of you're kind of too late to to come out of the gates as 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 if this, as this was a horse race and it might be time for you to go ahead and get ready for next season but for the most part I mean most teams are in the mix uh I I, I think even teams that are quote unquote out of it are still not out of it just yet and I I think this is going to be another season where it's going to come down a week. 17 week 18 of the NFL season to figure out who's going to win the division to, is who is going to also figure out playoff seating and uh who knows maybe even that number one seed mainly mainly in the NFC because of what happened of course in Kansas City we might already know before we have to get down to week 17 who might be number one seed in the AFC but we'll talk about that a little bit later first Ish, I'll, I'll throw it over to you. How are you doing today, my 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 friend, my brother? How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm feeling a lot better than I was feeling um, on the last show. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a good Sunday. It was a, really exciting. There was a lot going on, a lot of good things, some bad things. But um, we're we're really in the thick of things now. We're starting to see. I think the 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 really good teams, the playoff contenders, are kind of separating themselves a little bit, and then the pretenders are. Um, quickly showing themselves. Um, so, you know, hopefully for some of these teams, uh, they're able to figure out what's going on. They'll, you know, improve. And for the other teams, uh, 
that are doing well. Hopefully, you know, that stuff continues, especially for some of these teams that maybe we thought they were going to be in a little bit of a rebuild and they find themselves in contention um, early on in the season. So um, it's exciting so far. I think one of those main teams we're talking about is uh, Seattle Seahawks. We'll, we'll get to them a little bit later on as well. Um, before we get into our show, I know is we are in the probably one of the better months of sports throughout the year where we have October, we have, of course, football, we have basketball starting back up, we have hockey starting back up, we have, of course, yep. playoff baseball going on right now. So I know a lot of people are, of course, tuning into other things right now. So if you are tuning in now and you are listening to X Talking Ish, we definitely appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all for staying loyal to the soil and tuning in with us especially on a sunday on a uh, tuesday night um where you know you could be doing other things but other than that if you don't have to if you cannot check us out live you are always more than welcome and able to check us out on our podcast after we get done with this show or of course on any of our streaming channels from youtube twitter or even facebook as well so with that being said let's go ahead and get into the nitty-gritty let's go ahead and talk about one of the first games of I think really, to be honest with you, is we started off with this game on Sunday when we talked about it and kind of bypassed this because we just really assumed that this was going to be a cakewalk for, for, for the 49ers. But how things change very quickly in the NFL week by week. And the Falcons look like the 49ers for a second and the 49ers look like, a, look like the Falcons uh, and, and on a Sunday, and sometimes that happens in the NFL. The Falcons took this game 28-14, and, and they were in control of this game, majority of this game. They did give them a 14-point lead, which scared me, ish because I thought they were going to do what the Falcons do, which is, of course, give up leads. But they were mm-hmm. able to steady the ship, continue on and put two more touchdowns on the board, and they were able to uh, shut down the 49ers in the second half. And I think that was the most uh, impressive thing about this victory for the Falcons is being able to uh, shout out the 49ers in that second half to where I think a lot of question marks are are starting to raise for the 49ers offense. Uh, we all know what they can do on defense, but it's starting to look like, uh, you know, maybe Shanahan, you know, he, he already knew what the ceiling was for Jimmy G in this offense and knew that – you know, we love you and we love you all, Jimmy, but like we gotta move forward, we gotta get better. And and if this continues to play this type of offense to where it's not moving forward, not progressing, is is being stagnant. Kyle Shanahan could be looking at a season wasted uh with a with a pretty good damn good defense. Um now this could also be just Jimmy G getting back used to playing quarterback. You remember he hasn't played. He didn't even get a chance to play. Or he really didn't even get a chance to even work out during the offseason and training camp because of, you know, his nursing that, that shoulder. So maybe we can give that offense and Jimmy G a benefit of a doubt. But at week six, nobody cares and nobody cares about your excuses. So with that being said, for the 49ers, they're going to have to get things taken care of a lot sooner than later. With that being said, is do you see that happening for your 49ers? Um, I think the 49ers are gonna always have a chance because of how well that defense is playing. I think that defense is gonna keep them in a lot of games. I think when you look at this game in particular, when you can when you rush the ball 16 times and you only get 50 yards, that's a problem. 
you're going to have a problem um, because that means you're going to be leaning heavily on Jimmy G. I mean, Jimmy G threw the ball 41 times in this game. 41 times. That should, I mean, never happen. That should never happen. So um, they were pretty much, like you said, Atlanta kind of controlled this from the very beginning. And um, I think the writing was on the wall for San Francisco. They were kind of doing from the start. Um, no turnovers uh, for Atlanta. So to the three turnovers for San Francisco, usually that's turnover how you, battle, you can't run the ball. You're going to lose games. Right. So I don't, I don't know how concerned I am for San Francisco. I would say I'm a, if I'm rating it on a color scale, I'm probably a yellow at the moment. I think that um, they need to figure out how they can run the ball a little bit more. Um, Jimmy G he's got to figure it out as well. I think we are seeing the fact that, He's probably hit a ceiling. He's he's probably hit a ceiling. That may be the reason why they wanted to move on to Trey Lance. I I know I was a big, uh, I was a big critic of Trey Lance. I said Jimmy G was the true number one. Um, you know I'm watching the play right now and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I probably would have preferred just watching Trey Lance develop than to see this because if they were having these struggles and Trey Lance was developing, at least I know the ceiling is a lot higher. Um, with Jimmy G at the moment, I don't know how much he improves throughout the season. Um, I think you you kind of get what you see with him. So I'm I'm torn right now because I think this defense can carry this team um, into the playoffs, but I do want to see some sort of improvement. I was encouraged though um, by the productivity from Brandon Ayuk in this game. George Kittle um, got involved. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Shout out to, our, of course, our guest from last week. Mr. Yeah, Trump our San Francisco fan. Uh, uh, Thomas, I should say, he says, never want Jimmy G to throw the ball that much. Not uh, at all. And of course, that's coming from a 49er fan himself. Um, I mean, if he's saying it, obviously he, he agrees with us when it comes to the same oh, thing sure. when it comes to Jimmy G. Uh, good quarterback, good game manager. We just don't want to rely on you to win the game for us. So uh, that's a difficult position that the 49ers are in. The Falcons keep doing what I expected them to do this season, which is, again, not be good, not go to the playoffs, but win some games they're not supposed to. I said this in the sun on the Sunday show. I know you laughed at me, but it's just that's just how I look at these Falcons this year. I just look at them as a team that's growing. I don't know how much longer Arthur Smith is going to be there. Like, I really don't know if, they, if the organization believes in Arthur Smith. I don't I don't know if Desmond Ritter is the quarterback of the future for this team. I don't know. But I do see them just having a good time right now. And we'll see what happens, how they look in the back half of the season. And, we'll again, we'll see what happens with this faculty. Like I, I'm still trying to figure out who exactly are they as a team. Yeah, I mean, you can't tell if they're a contender or a pretender at this moment. They, they're kind of just hanging around in all these games. No, not at all. Now, before we go on to the next game, though, I need to let everybody know that's tuning in. We did not coordinate this same color shirt thing right now. No, so I know didn't. everybody that's really tuning didn't. in right now. I know they're probably like, oh, look, Ish and X have the same color shirt. This did not happen on purpose. I don't know how this happened. This, this, I guess Ish just has some great – fashion sense i guess he just wanted to look like me okay and i appreciate Thank that you. you know giving me a compliment in that way so we'll go ahead and uh, finish up with these games trenton also said i didn't like our defensive game plan versus mariota 
Yeah, um, twins. <laughs> nah, um, now I agree with the with the defensive game plan. I, and I think early on you could tell that the defensive game plan just was not good because, like we said, um, fracture water. Don't play with me. Uh, like we said. Uh, the the Falcons really jumped on it early. They jumped on it early. They scored early, and uh, they went up fourteen nothing in the first quarter. So, you know, the game plan on the defensive side it wasn't that great. And I think that's some of the growing pains you're gonna have with D'Amico Ryan's. But I think at the end of the day, we you can trust that he's gonna fix it. I mean, they they only scored seven points in the second half. The the only downside is the 49ers didn't score any points in the second half. So when the offense yeah. isn't helping the defense out, it's going to be rough. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Greg says, y'all did it on purpose. No, we did not. Yeah, yeah. Frank one also says, the Falcons have impressed me this year. I was expecting them to be bottom feeders. And he also says, Ish is a part of the Titans crew now. I'm definitely he not. He wants to be A. It's not right. Everybody want to be an oiler. So I understand. I understand. Yeah. All right, Patriots-Browns. Again, another game I think kind of surprised people, depending on yeah, how you looked at me. this game. Again, depending on how you looked at this game, I think people expected the Patriots to win. That's why Ish picked them to win. But let's be real. I don't think people expected them to come into Cleveland and put a 23-point beatdown on the Browns. Um, now with back-to-back performances like this, Ish, from the defensive side of the ball and also gives, give a little credit to the offense for the Patriots, um, are the Patriots for real moving forward? I know Mr. Dan Orlowski talked very highly about the Patriots as a second-half team and, and watch out for them. Do you see them the same way? Um, Man, I, I always say it. You can't, you can't overlook Bill Belichick and his game plan and skills and what he's able to do in neutralizing some of your strengths. Because when you look at this game, I think I said it in the preview show, um, the tail is going to be whether or not they can stop the run and to hold the uh, Cleveland Browns to only 70 yards rushing. That is a big win for them. They put the pressure on Jacoby Brissett. And let me just say zappy, yo pappy. He is definitely creating some stirs in new England. Now we're hearing stories about the relationship between Mac Jones and the team, maybe a little bit on the rocks. I mean, zappy has just come through and created all sorts of nonsense for everyone because let's just be honest when you look at the the stat line 24 for 34 309 yards two touchdowns no interceptions he's playing well he and to me he's playing better than mac jones because mac jones is more of a game manager and zappy is looking like a guy that's out here slinging the ball around he came out ready to sling the rock so um we have been talking a lot about Dallas and the Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott, and everybody was talking about that. I think it's about time to start talking about Zappy and Mac. Now, look, I hear everything that you're saying. I'm not going to deny anything that you just said, but I will add this. We can throw out nobody has film on Zappy. He's going out there and playing. He just go out there and playing. He's not really reading anything. And he's not really, he doesn't have that much pressure on him to go out and perform. So what I mean by that is it's easy to talk this way and, and look this way now. Yes. Until you actually play some real some good teams and, and they throw out throw out some things you've never seen before. And all of a sudden you start start throwing some picks, you hold on to the ball a little longer, you get sacked, you start getting a little rattled, 
and we start seeing who you really are as a quarterback. I don't know how good Zappy is going to be. But one thing I'm not going to do, and that's Mr. Fracture Walnut out here, we're not going to do this, sir. Yeah, we are. We, we need to stop trying to label every quarterback after Tom Brady that comes with the Patriots and it's say, the next Tom is Brady. this the next Tom Brady, okay? It's the next Tom Brady. We already did this with Mr. Jared Stenham. Did everybody forget about Mr. Jared Stenham? Patriots who, fans. Who is that? That's my point. That's my point is. My point is they were calling him Baby Goat. They were called Patriots fans call him Baby Goat because they thought, oh, he was going to be the next Tom Brady. He everybody came in and had a couple good that's games. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. My point is this. Can we relax for a little bit? Okay. Can we, can we relax and, and let this guy play for at least at least five games and then we'll, we'll set some things out? But I do agree he is playing. He's playing well. He's slaying that thing. And his stat line, consistently, consistency-wise, it, it looks good. But do we also forget? That's what the same thing Mac Jones was doing when he first came into the league, too. He was he was being a game manager slash not throwing the ball deep down the field. I, mean, I wouldn't say that, but he was making plenty of completions, making his line look a lot better than what it was. But in reality, he was just making the right reads. If Zappi is just following the script the same way the Patriots defense seems like they're doing, then they're going to be in good shape. And it seems as though Bill Belichick does it once again when it comes to knowing a little bit about football and probably uh, telling us to go, go, you know, go F ourselves because y'all know what the hell y'all talking about. So with that being said, let me just say this to close this out. Everybody be on the lookout for Bailey. Who's your pappy zappy shirts coming soon. I hope they're not coming. Uh, Fresh one says zappy, your pappy. Ish killing him with the nicknames and next dining dimes. Let's let's not let's not encourage him with these uh silly nicknames. But one nickname that is not silly, and I will definitely uh give all of the props to, and that is of course Mr. Jets uh, Mr. Uh, Sauce Gardner, of course, cornerback from the Jets. Uh with a name like Sauce ish, you have to be the boss, right? And mm-hmm. with a name like Sauce, when you have your own sauce called the Sauce Sauce, Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, you got to perform, and he has been able to do that. He has been able to put put up and show out uh, for the Jets majority of the season, and the Jets were able to, I I think so far, if not number one, then at least top two or three right now when it comes to the biggest upset in the NFL so far, uh, for the Jets to go into Lambeau Field uh, in a week six game um wasn't you know wasn't super snowy wasn't you know frozen tundra just yet but lambeau field is supposed to be sacred ga- grounds from as a football player it isn't supposed to be a a, a field that it's, you're supposed to go in there mystique. and just and i was about to get to that thank you for cutting me off but it's supposed <laughs> to be a a, a a stadium that is very hard to win and most recently i don't know about you ish the frozen tundra just hasn't been with what it used to be. And I don't know if that's a credit to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if that's the Packers as a whole. I just know that the Packers at the moment are not, are not looking good. And it seems as though that they are a shell of themselves. And I want to ask you ish for this game. Did we learn more about the jets or the Packers? Uh, we learned more about the jets because a week ago I already put everybody on red alert for the Packers. I told you uh, um, last week, I said, 
hey, if I'm a Packers fan, I'm on red alert. This Packers team is not good. They don't look good. They're all out of sorts. They don't know their identity. Um, they can't make up their mind on the offensive side of the ball. And this game just only reinforced that. I said it in the preview show before the game even started. I said, you know, I thought about it. I kind of wanted to go with what everybody was thinking with the Packers. But then when I really sat and and thought to myself about what this Packers team has showed us on tape so far, honestly speaking, until they decide what their identity is, until they come out and decide that they really want to play games, because even in their victories, I haven't really been um, convinced. I just don't think that this Packers team is going to turn it around. And the Jets, uh, unfortunately for the Packers, they have an identity. They know what they want to do. They want to come in and upset everybody. Like, they don't care. I think they their plan is to come in, grind out wins, and just make it difficult on on everybody that they play. And Robert Salah, I got to say, you know, there are a couple teams this year where we thought they were going to be in rebuilding mode. We were like, oh, well, you know, they're going to get their draft picks, and they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And these teams have shown up, and these new coaches are really showing out. Um, the Jets, we knew that we were they were going to be a little exciting on offense, although – I don't really think the offense has been doing that that great. They've been making the plays when they need to make the plays, but overall they're not doing anything out of this world. I just think it's a good team, right? Uh, New York Giants, another good team. We'll they're not shortly. doing crazy things. They're just a good team. Brian Dable has turned the team around. So, hey, man, I try to tell everybody. I'm, I think we learned a lot more about the Jets. I think we already know what the problem is with Green Bay, and we're just trying to figure out when are they going to turn that around. Fracture one says Packers should have pulled the trigger on Anderson. He's talking about Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Uh, no. we'll, and we'll talk about him as well. Uh, he said they need some help. Fracture one also says learn more about the Jets and Salah should be Considered as coach of the year. Nah, he, Brian also, he said consider. He didn't say win it. He said consider. Yeah, he can be considered all day long. Exactly. Brian Dable, the winner. Anyways, season isn't over with everybody. Fresh one also says, like Iron Mike said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, and that's the Jets' game plan. I agree. Um, I really don't have too much to add, honestly, besides um, I think – because we let's be real, the two offseason stories were Devontae Adams leaving the Packers and Tyreek Hill leaving the Chiefs. It seems as though that Aaron Rodgers and DeAndre Hopkins need I'm sorry, DeAndre Devontae Adams, Adams. Devontae, Devontae Adams, my apologies. Need each other a little bit more. Yeah. Than Tyreek Hill and they, they miss each other for sure. And they miss each other for sure. To be honest with you, if you actually knew your football, you would have known already that. The Kansas City Chiefs were going to be fine with or without Tyreek Hill. That was just always that was always my opinion, and you know, I know people probably thought I was you know crazy for saying that. But Tyreek Hill is a special talent. But the Kansas City Chiefs play a special system of offense to where they can plug and play. That's the beauty of their offense, to where they were able to get compensation for Tyreek Hill, and that's why they're able to continue to keep on moving. The way Aaron Rodgers is is. It's having to go through his weeks, his six weeks of struggles with his newer receivers. These are mistakes that were not going to happen with Devontae Adams there as a safety blanket. So that's just the, the difference I see with the Packers moving forward is I don't see this getting any better. 
anything, I see it getting worse before it gets better. So, train wreck uh, coming in about three, two, one on that one. All right, we'll talk about uh, this game uh, very briefly. Jaguars and Colts. Um, also, Fracture One says on another note, I know they didn't play this week, but the Texans stole the weekend, get rid of Jack. Now I can see Ryan's being head coach. That uh, now that he is gone, that um, big move. Yeah, I'm I'm happy. Ran it up for actual one. We'll talk about that very briefly. Due to, of course, us being in Houston, that was besides the Houston Astros advance to the ALCS. This was the other biggest news in Houston. And then I think a lot of people, if you are a Texas fan, you probably care about this news more than you care about the Astros going to the ALCS. Yeah. Um, with Jack Esterby being fired, um, it seems as though not just Texan fans, but also Texan alumni as well are very ecstatic about the news. And, of course, one of the biggest uh, and, and probably the best Texans to probably ever play, uh, Mr. Andre Johnson, had his own response on on Instagram. And I think that prompted a lot of people to suggest maybe that he might be looking into some type of personnel role with the yep. Texans. Um, again, we've talked about this on the show-ish to where – it's a no-brainer. You bring in Domenico Ryan's, uh, you bring in Andre Johnson, you just continue to keep bringing in the the Texan alumni to try to restore the image of the Texans that Jack Esterby kind of messed up. Again, it, it, it's not just one person; it's multiple people. It could be also the owner and you know the, the you know uh, Cal McNair. Not Cal, I'm sorry, uh, Bob McNair and other things like that. But Everybody can change their image. And if you want to change your image, this is a start. So we'll see what happens with the Texans moving forward. The Texans get a win because they didn't have to play anybody on the bye, and they also get a win because they let go of Jack Esterby. So shout out to you, the Texans. It was a rare good weekend for the Texans. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So we'll stick with the AFC South. We'll talk about the Jags and the Colts. Colts took this one. I don't want to talk about um, that game. I don't understand what the Colts want to do on a weekly basis. Neither do I. When I think they want to play, they don't. And when I say that they're dead in the sand, they want to play all of a sudden. Um, the Colts score the game-winning touch or the go-ahead score with about two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter and uh, beat the Jags at home. Uh, the Jags, for the most part, had the game – uh, and 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 tow, and then all of a sudden the Colts decided to put together. Uh, they released Matt Ryan, in, and and uh, yeah, it seems as though the old man can have him a, a good game every once in a while. And who knows, maybe this might be the spark plug they needed to get the season back up and running. Like I said before, the season is not over for anybody at all. So again, the Colts have done it before. The AFC South is still wide open, just because the Titans are. Uh, leading at the moment does not mean that the Titans cannot lose this lead. Uh, we have plenty of football left to go. So, Ish, do you see either the Jags or the Colts making still making a run for this AFC uh, South title crown? Well, obviously the Colts can still make a run. I mean, they're kind of tied with the uh, with the Titans. I mean, they're three, two, and one, and the Titans are three and two. Uh, but you know, the Colts are still in it. They can definitely uh, take this uh, division like I anticipated they were if Matt Ryan can play like this consistently. That's the question, though, of course. Can Matt Ryan play like this consistently? Because up until this point, he has proven that he can't. And every game that he throws away is just another step away from the playoffs and the goal that they set out to do. So um, I don't really have a lot of faith in 
in this team right now only because, like you said, we don't know what they plan on doing on a weekly basis. So until we get more of a sense of what they're actually planning on doing um, when they come out and play these games, I cannot, you know, say that I trust them. And for the Jags, I think it's a situation that is similar to what we've been saying about the Dolphins for a number of years. I think they are moving in the right direction. They've got the pieces in place um, or they've got a good number of pieces in place. I think that they just don't have that culture yet. It's just one of those situations where they don't really have the culture of knowing how to go out there and get these results that you really need to just get them right. You need these wins to make the playoffs. This is make this is what makes the difference between a divisional uh, winner and a wild card berth. This is what makes the difference between a wild card berth and missing the playoffs by one or two games. So I think they need to build that culture up, similar to how the Dolphins have been building that culture up before we really see them start closing these kind of games out. You're not wrong at all, Ish. I love the take. Let's get to the comment section right quick. Greg says Matt Ryan wiped off the dust and had a did he game. ever? Golly. Fractual one also says Colts winning AFC South now. Yeah, I said it. All right. We'll have to check back in later on, week 16. We'll check back on week six and see what you said. And what you mean. If you meant it or not, I don't know if you really mean that, Fractual one. I think you're just saying just to say. <coughs> uh, let's go ahead and segue into the last game before we head off to our, of course, our. Uh, our uh, Jesus, I forgot our topics, of course, in our um, I can't, I can't remember. Right yeah, the segment, segments. There you go. I can't, yeah, I, it didn't want to come out. It didn't want to come the out. Yeah, upsets and Thank the betting and Mr. Lines and all yes, that. Sir. Yes, sir. My bad. See what happens when you just draw a blank sometimes. Man, don't want to come out. But, anyways, since we were talking about the Dolphins in the last well, topic, let's just go yeah. ahead and talk about them very briefly. Um, there's a lot going on in this game. Um, I, I, I I know the Dolphins are not themselves, obviously, because Tua's not starting. They had an opportunity to win this game. The defense actually played well. The, the Vikings had to um, take take advantage of a late turnover by Waddle and, and took advantage and was able to win the game um, in Miami. Uh, but Miami definitely had an opportunity to win this game without Tua Tagovailoa, um, but unfortunately came up a little short. We do know that most recent reports saying that Tua is fine. He is able to play, and he said he's ready to go. Do you think that is, and we talked about this when it happened, his injury, that they're going to go ahead and clear Tua and have him play probably by next week instead of having him either sit out the whole season or maybe come back like week 13, 14 to actually be out for like a whole two or three months? Uh, do you think they insert him into the starting lineup a little bit sooner rather than later? Oh, he's starting next week. He's starting next week. I don't even think it's a question. I don't think they have a question in their mind. These are the same people that put him out, um, put him back out there after they claimed it was a back injury and all this other stuff. I mean, yeah, he's going to be out there next week, you know, and we'll see how it goes. Short and sweet, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, I really don't have too much to say about that game. I, I, if anything, um, 
at, at the Vikings, especially with Justin Jefferson doing exactly what I expected them to do. I picked them to win a division. Um, and we'll see what happens with them. I mean, I, I think the Vikings can go as far as they want to go. That's how I look at the Vikings in the NFC. Yeah, they'll go as far as Captain America throws the ball to the other team. Don't you disrespect Captain America, sir. Man, please. Don't be a hater. Anyway, speaking of haters, don't be upset. Of course, one of our favorite segments where we pick our upset of the week, and we'll start off with my boy Ishmael. We already talked about it. Yeah, I picked the Jets. I knew what was coming. I, I know I wasn't the only one that was in blo- was blind to what was going on to in Green Bay because yeah it's been bad it looked bad and the Jets are on the come up I picked them what the last three weeks and they're now three and zero every time I pick them so oh Lord, here you go here, so we, here gonna, we go go ahead, go ahead you go ahead go ahead and say you gonna you gonna pick them next week the, again we're on the train uh, well I gotta see who they playing because I am picking the matchup as well I'm not just blindly picking these fools hey I'm just I, I'm believing them like that. I mean, they good. They they showing some things, but they're not that. They ain't that good. Um, they're playing. Oh yeah, I'm picking them. They playing the Broncos. <laughs> that'd be the Broncos. Hey, that'd be the Denver. game. Russell Wilson show up in Denver. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna be surprised if Russell Wilson show up. They're playing the Broncos in Denver, but you know what? I'm calling it now. The Jets over the Broncos to get Hackett fired. Jets over the Broncos to get Hackett Hackett fired. And the funny thing about that, recent reports, I'm talking about within the last three hours, uh, that apparently things are not too steady going on with uh, Nathaniel Hackett and the the management group right now. And, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, it's pretty obvious why. But uh, honestly, I don't know the way if things keep – Going nose diving to this ground, and he might not last right the here. Lost to the Jets, he gets fired. That's 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 what's gonna do it. They're gonna lose to Jets, and then they're gonna meet him out there on the field as he's walking into the locker room, and they're gonna let him go. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna let him get into the locker room, honey. But sir, you can go ahead and just turn your whistle. Yeah, come on. Go ahead, go ahead, turn your playbook. We don't want that little play that play card you got there. Yeah, get get that to us. <laughs> the Waffle House menu for Andy Reid. Matter of fact, uh, we'll take your timeouts too. You don't know how to use them anyway. <laughs> so you ain't gonna use them. We'll just go ahead and take those. Just, <laughs> just get, just give it to us. Just, just give us the timeouts. Oh Lord! All right, let me go ahead and get to my upset pick. I had the Seahawks over the Cardinals. Yeah, um, that was a good call. Gino, man, continue. I mean, continuing doing what I'm. I'm still. I, I know. Look, I know we were talking about giving Saquon Barkley probably comeback player of the year, and deservedly so. He probably is going to win that award. But does Gino Smith get a little consideration? I mean, is he technically part of that comeback player of the year? I mean, we haven't heard from him in a while. So for him to, if he continue on continuing to do this. On a week-to-week basis, and maybe even get the Seahawks to the playoffs, which would be unheard of to even think that the Seahawks would have a chance to make to the playoffs this year. Does Gino get a little love for comeback player of the year? I don't think he'll get love for comeback player of the year, but he definitely deserves to be talked about because, man, let's just say number one, nobody even gave him a, a chance in the quarterback competition. Everybody thought it was going to be Drew Locke and 
uh, Gino was just going to be there riding the bench, waiting for Drew to throw a bunch of interceptions. And um, Gino, he took his opportunity. He's kept it, and he has balled out. Um, and, you know, it has been kind of refreshing to see. And it's been unfortunate, I know, for Denver fans because um, right, you probably just would have been better off signing – you know, somebody else instead of going to wasting all that money on Russell Wilson. Maybe Seattle knew something that you didn't know, but it well, is what it is. We talk about all the time, you know, when team, when people, when players are at certain organizations, organizations see those players on an everyday basis. So they know about their guys before everybody else know about them. So Greg, uh, Greg brought this up actually uh, on Twitter this morning when he spoke about his uh, US, UTSA buddy. Mr. Tyreek Woolen, he said uh, he should be considered for defensive rookie of the year over Sauce Gardner. Uh, I haven't looked at to him. I haven't looked at him that much, but my eye will be uh, peeking over to the Northwest a lot more. I've looked at his stat line over the last couple of uh, weeks as well. Two had an interception last four weeks. Uh, he's a he's kind of built like a. Um, Byron Maxwell, just another a, a bigger version of Byron Maxwell, uh, plays just like him for Seattle, and and could be the next the next part of the LOB crew, LOB 2.0 moving forward. Who knows? Freshman also says there was a college coach that couldn't even ride uh, back on the bus. That is what's going to happen to Mister No Time Management. Yep, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, let's go ahead and move on to if I was a betting man. And, of course, Mm -hmm. these are my three bets I would have picked and put down if I was a betting man and I had the money line for the Cowboys to win. And we all know that, unfortunately, the Cowboys let me down once again uh, and didn't take that money line. But it's all good because I went 2-0 and on the next two picks, and I had over under 2.5 passing touchdown for Josh Allen. I went over on that one, and – Mr. Josh Allen blessed me with three touchdowns. And as well with any time touchdown score from Mr. Jamar Chase. Um, speaking of game winners, Mr. Jamar Chase scored the game winner for the Cincinnati Bengals to win the game against the uh, New Orleans Saints for that bet if I was a betting man. That was, uh, of course, recap on now. It's the first week I've had uh, over, over 500. I'm usually 1-2 and two or 0-3, so I know it's not a good look, but – we're trying to get out of the hole. Next week, we're going 3-0, and baby. We're getting up out of that hole, and we're going to go ahead and keep uh, winning us some money. And speaking of Jamar Chase and winning and scoring that game-winning touchdown, we'll go ahead and segue right into the Bengals and the Saints. It wasn't a pretty game, but the Bengals got the job done. Um, and if I'm being honest with you, Ish, the main reason why I picked the Bengals to win, like I said in the pregame show, when I see when you, when you see your quarterback wearing your, your, your college national championship jersey, in the stadium you won that championship with. I mean, he's either going to do one or two things. He's going to get you the ball, and he's going to win the game. And he did both. And with that being said, Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase do it yet once again and become the uh, the heroes in Louisiana and was able to get up out of New Orleans with a dub. And I think this might be one of the few times that New Orleans uh, fans are not going to be too upset with this uh, tandem beating them at home. No, 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 no. I mean, let's just call let's just call this game what it was. What it um, was. What it was. We, we knew going in it was gonna be 
Yeah. And honestly speaking, from my perspective, it was mm-hmm. yeah. I got you. This the Saints. I mean, the Saints are just hurting right now at this point. I don't know that I would necessarily want to watch them moving forward till they get some people back. Um, if they don't get them back fast, we can just go ahead and chalk this season up to hey, it happened like that sometimes. Yeah, Fracture One uh, draws up a nice little comment. I'm going to save that for a second because we'll, we'll talk about that game very shortly. Don't worry. We'll, we'll come to that real soon. Um, Ravens-Giants. Um, hey. woo, this, this was an interesting game. I picked the Ravens to hey. win this game. I expected the Ravens to get back on track, and I was expecting for the Giants to find a way to, to prove everybody not right. And – um. Yeah, the Giants do it once again. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know how this is what was going on, but uh, I have more concerns about the Ravens, especially with these blown leads that they are giving up. Um, I definitely feel like some of these games are going to bite them at the end of the season. They might not be feeling it now, especially because of the way that their division is. But some of these games could bite them in the butt, especially for playoff seeding if they actually do make the playoffs. Uh, because right now it's just that t- the team as a whole is just too talented to not to, to have the record that they have ish. Um, I think when you look at the way they've lost the games, you may not, there's concern there, but at the same time, you don't feel too bad. It's not the same as green Bay. I think is what I'm trying to get at. I think that this is a unique situation and where you've proven that you can go out and do it. You just need to play a complete game. Um, so I, I think, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot to unpack with the Ravens at the moment. The Lamar contract situation, I think it's starting to become a circus at this point. With every get good game he has, um, it, more people are you know screaming for him to get the money he deserves, which he does deserve it. But at the same time, uh, I think, when you're not winning some of these games that are closely contested, it may be, you know, reason for the organization to point and say, yeah, I don't know that you deserve that kind of money. Um, So I don't know. We'll wait and see. I think uh, the big thing for me here is let's just keep putting respect on Danny Dimes name. Cause everybody knows, you know, Danny Dimes clutch leading his team to victories. I mean, it's two weeks in a row where he's clutched and been able to lead his team to victories. Um, Danny Dimes, Saquon Barkley, uh, I think they can go ahead and just share the Comeback Player of the Year award. Um, it has just been magnificent to watch these two in the backfield. Brian Dable, he's a breath of fresh air. You see the passion and the fun that he's having on the sidelines. So, yeah, I, I am uh, actually quite impressed with Danny Dimes and New York Giants and can't wait to see them play some better competition coming up. Yeah. Greg says, for the first time this season, I think you can blame the loss on Lamar. Honestly, I think this is probably number two at least. Yeah, I think this is I probably think the another second game. There was another game where it was definitely there was. his fault. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think this is probably number two. Fracture One also says, John got to go. This doesn't look like a Ravens team. They need to figure something out. He also says, I was screaming for Lamar to get the bag, but now with the way that he's playing these past couple weeks, he should get less than Kyler, but more than Russ. Whoa. Okay. I don't know about that one. 
no fracture you 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 tripping on that one um you, there are some other factors that you gotta factor in here beside lamar factor and in, factor he definitely in. deserves the money that i mean he, he deserves some like dac money or something you can't I mean, you at can't the end of the day he's gonna get dac he gonna get a hundred mil the real the question is is how how much guaranteed how much guaranteed yeah and what's the contract I mean what's the overall contract gonna be that's really what it's about but I mean he's gonna get generational changing type of wealth but in reality we got you know it's on Lamar and the Ravens either the Ravens organization or another organization to figure out the numbers at the end of the day I'm still betting on Miami I want Miami we'll see what happens Greg Greg says definitely deserve more than Kyler. Oh, for sure. We'll we'll cross that bridge when it gets here. I just I'm not even a hater of Lamar. I don't know why people think that. I, I want him to get his money. I just don't want him to have to get hurt to be put in a situation like Dak was put in a couple years ago where he got paid because of his loyalty. But everybody doesn't run their ship like Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones also somebody that was a cheap guy when he first came into the league at first, when he was letting go high profile people for the Cowboys, he's just now giving people money like a, a Zeke and a Dak and Michael Gallup. You feel me? Like remember Michael Gallup's come off the ACL, ACL uh, tear to where a lot of owners wouldn't give you that type of money. So it is really yeah. just all depends on the ownership. I will have to, of course, wait and see what happens with that Ravens situation, but we'll move forward. Ish, I want you to start off with this game. Another surprise uh, upset of the week. I don't so want to talk about this game. So it was pulled off a two-point upset against the Buccaneers. Of course, another famous scene that we see is Mr. Tom Brady yelling at his offensive line on the sideline. Um, Ish, what do we make out of this game? Um, what do we make out of this game? Mike Tomlin, he deserves all the respect that we give him because he's able to get his team to get up and play. Um when he needs them to, they really couldn't afford to lose this game uh, because of the hole that it put them in. And they just a slim sliver keep themselves alive, uh, you know, in that conversation for the AFC North. So I don't know what to think of the Steelers at the moment. I think Mike Tomlin, I respect him. I respect what he does. Um, but there aren't really a lot of good pieces on the Steelers. I think they're missing a couple pieces. And, um, it definitely shows, um, but hey, they they won this game. Tom and his team, they in shambles at the moment. I don't know what's going on right now with that, but uh, definitely hoping that they do something to figure it out because if they don't, um, they could very quickly be looking at uh, a bad situation in the AFC South. Although, you know, I mean, the NFC South, but no team is really doing that great. Atlanta's tied at 3-3. Three and three. It really is the Bucks division to lose at, this, at this point. But, again, yeah, because New Orleans, is... have, New Orleans don't have Jameis. You know, again, we don't know what's going to happen with the Falcons on a consistency basis. And we'll get into the Panthers very, very soon. We'll, we'll talk about them. And, actually, since we're – I don't know about you, I think we're – pretty much done with this topic so let's oh, just yeah. go ahead and segue right into those carolina panthers versus the la rams before we get to that let's get to this comment from fractuana he says brady is really starting to look his age super happy feeding the pocket and getting rid of the ball too quick sometimes 
Look like he is afraid to get hit now. You agree? Disagree? Um, I I do think he's whining a little bit more uh, on some of these calls that he's trying to get, even though they're clean. Um, I think Father Time, like we say, Father Time's undefeated. I think it, Father Time kind of catching up to Tom at this point, and um, they're gonna have to make some adjustments to keep him effective. Great take, great take. As like I said before, let's go ahead and move on to this Panthers and Rams game. Um, of course, the game really isn't what we're going to be talking about. It really is the uh, the the blow up. The uh, I guess I want to call it the Antonio Brown part two, but uh, it's just the Robbie Anderson. The Robbie Anderson apparently uh, apparently was a little upset, a little irate on the sideline, and got into coaches' faces. Um, uh, was sitting apart from the wide receiver group when they went to the sideline for uh, meetings. It was pretty much just didn't want anything to do with the Panthers. So uh, he was ejected by his own team to uh, head to the locker room for an early shower. And within less than 24 hours, he was traded to the Arizona Cardinals, who we'll talk about shortly. Um, And that was pretty much it with the Panthers. I think that is pretty much in a nutshell what this season has been like for the Carolina Panthers this season so far. I don't see it getting better. If I'm being honest with you, the only person I really do feel bad for for this whole situation is Steve Wilkes. Uh, This is a guy who was, and speaking of the Cardinals, who was the head coach of the Cardinals at one point in time. He got fired because, let's be real, they were in a rebuild mode. He just wasn't able to hold his job. Now he becomes the interim head coach for the Panthers. He's probably going to get fired as well, too, just due to they're going to start all over. And then Steve Wilkes is going to go back to being a coordinator and not have an opportunity to become a legit head coach, maybe like a Lovey Smith for the Houston Texans. And that's another story for another day because he might be getting fired for another coach. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Or, um, again, or like a Todd Bowles, who we just talked about with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Unfortunately, a lot of times head coaches don't get that second opportunity. And the head coach will talk about our black. I'm sorry to bust that bubble for people that don't, that don't like to hear that, but it just it is what it is. And for Steve Wilkes, I don't know how good of a head coach he is or he can be because it doesn't seem like he's going to get that opportunity to get that. No. So we'll see what happens. This Carolina situation forward. isn't Carolina fair at all. It's is, is, is bad. It's bad. Coming into the season, everybody thought it was going to be either the Chicago Bears, the Houston Texans, or Jacksonville. And, again, just because of Jacksonville, maybe Seattle. You know, people thought Seattle was going to be back because of Geno. But for it to be the Panthers, it's not. I'm not saying I didn't see it coming, but to be this bad, I mean, I didn't. I didn't see this coming though. It's... Yeah, it's bad. It's Greg really says Allen Robinson caught a touchdown pass from Matthew Stafford. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah, can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. hopefully more to come, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Greg didn't use the sarcasm font on that one, so if you know if you didn't get that sarcasm from Greg, it's obviously a, a joke because Matt Stafford didn't want to look at Allen Alan Robinson's way for the last five weeks. Uh, Fracturano says the cards only went after Anderson is because of Hollywood's injury, but it's a fire sale in Carolina. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, I'm not saying that that's that's not that is the only reason why, but. To be honest with you, because of the type of offense that they run at air raid type of offense, as you have we seen over the last couple of years, they just grab wide receivers. I mean, if you're a name or you're somebody that can, you know, want to play wide receiver over here and catch 
five to ten balls maybe a game, come join death row. I mean, that's just what it seemed like was going on yep. in Arizona. Uh, Fraction also said CMC to the Bills in a couple of days. Watch. Now that would be interesting. They've been talking about that since before the season even started. I know everybody's still holding on to that. I don't know. I don't know. I what do what is Buffalo going to give up for that? Because if if I'm if I'm Carolina, I need more than just draft picks. But maybe I just want draft. Picks. I don't know. So if Buffalo can make something happen, we'll see. But that'd be a dangerous offense. All right, let's move on to the team that, of course, Robbie Anderson is not playing for, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, went to Seattle and only put up nine points against the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know what's going on with this offense. Um, the only bright note about this game in general is that after this game, you do get DeAndre Hopkins back, and then you also get Robbie Anderson back. So that is great for the offense itself because maybe you can score more than nine points moving forward. But um, – it's usually in years past the Cardinals start off hot and then they use, they end the season off shitty. They're starting the season off crappy. Are are they gonna end the season on a better note? I, I because when it comes to history, it doesn't favor their their light at the moment. You know, with Hopkins coming back. I think you you're hoping that they can turn it around, but you don't really know. If we're just being honest, we just don't really know because they're such a swing team. I mean, they got the Saints next, the Vikings after that on the road, Seattle at home, the Rams away, the 49ers at home, the Chargers at home, the Patriots at home. I mean, I'm looking at some of these games and I'm Ooh, just tough schedule. That, that Patriots game looks a lot one. tougher now. That Patriots game yeah. looks a lot tougher. That Chargers game, I mean, again, depending on how they are, you know, it, we'll see what happens with them. They play it seems though like they play the NFC North division as well moving forward. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. I don't unless they find some some muster up some 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 nuts in them and stuff like that moving forward. I don't know. I don't think the Cardinals are making the playoffs. Just, it'll be see. it'll be tough. It'll be tough. It'll be tough. Two teams that will be making the playoffs, though, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they did it yet once again, ish, um, and that's pull off a an another amazing uh, game. Before we get to that, Fractuano says Singletary and a couple of picks, I guess, but I see it being on the same page as D Hop trade a few years ago. The Texans made no. Honestly, I think the Carolina Panthers probably get a little bit more than the Texans because Jack Esri don't know what the hell he's doing. So I'm just saying. Um, Buffalo Bills, like I said, did it yet once again win the game during the regular season. The real question is, can you do it when it matters in the postseason? And it seems as though these two teams, as Tony Romo said on the broadcast, are are in en route to a collision course somewhere in the playoffs, most likely the AFC championship game. Um, at the moment, itch, the Buffalo Bills do have a two-game lead over the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Do, uh, is, it, is, it, is it signed so delivered that the, the Bills will have the number one seed, or should you tell these people out here that's tuning in, not so fast, my friend. Watch out for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think 
I don't think it's signed, sealed, and delivered. There's still a lot of football left to be played, so it's hard to say signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, you know, they have a bye week. The Bills have a bye week, and then they come back against Green Bay. Maybe Green Bay has figured it out by then. Maybe not. Then you're on the road to the Jets. We already talked about how scrappy the Jets have been. The Vi- you got the Vikings at home, the Browns at home, the Lions away, New England away, the Jets again. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule, and really that back latter half of the schedule is the concern for me with the Patriots on the road, then the Jets at home, the Dolphins at home, the Bears on the road, the Bengals on the road, and the Patriots at home to close out the season. That's a tough run. Um, there, even with the easy teams in there, those are definitely going to be gotcha games that we're going to have to be looking out for because Cincinnati um, or Chicago on the road late in the season, it's gonna be cold. they don't have anything to play for. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a gotcha game if I ever seen that. Um, Patriots so, at home in the season? Yeah, I mean – it's definitely not what I want to see at the end of the season. So I don't think it's a given yet. There's still a lot of football to be played. But, you know, overall with this game, I wasn't too upset. I thought it was a good game. I was excited about the fact that it was a good game, and I kind of want to leave it at that. I don't think there was anything too upsetting on either side. I just honestly felt like it was just a part two of what we saw last year. I mean, we, we also saw another Josh Allen hurdle uh hurdle over a chiefs player um we've seen him do this since his rookie year when it comes to jumping over people every time we see him do this where i keep telling i keep saying in my head like stop doing this but he's like i'm not and i'm not trying to give him the uh the mulligan on this one but he shouldn't be this goddamn big jumping this high yeah like this dude is like this it just don't make no sense how freakishly athletic this guy is and you really let's be real we don't say this too much about white quarterbacks let's just be real out here we'll be real here on the next talking this we don't oh, say that too much about being athletic as a white quarterback so for josh allen to be doing the things that he's doing i mean for the size that he is two a six six two forty almost close to almost close to 250 he's pretty much like he's like cam but I've never really seen, I mean, besides the Superman spin over J.J. Watt Cam did, I've never seen Cam hurdle over grown men multiple times throughout his career. I mean, the thing that Josh Allen has done so far is amazing. It's also amazing to continue to see his growth uh, in the league. And ish, this is just another notch for the Bills to say, if not now, then when? You have, I mean, this is this is another notch on the belt to well, say. I mean, it's only the regular season. Well, and no, 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 I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying, though. The regular season is not what we're looking for for the Bills. It's yeah. the playoffs. It's yeah. now. It seems as though if you have number, if you have the one number one seed and you have home field advantage and everything runs through Buffalo, mm-hmm. what are the excuses now? That's that's there what it's going to come none. down to. You, you don't have to worry about uh, overtime rules because in the playoffs, both teams will get the ball now, right? So everything is set in your favor. To where if the Kansas City Chiefs come up to Buffalo and beat y'all Buffalo, all you all you can do is just, of course, put your head down, head into that tunnel, get you know, uh, stripped down, get a little warmed up, and drink you some hot cocoa, and just say, "Damn, maybe next year," because you had every opportunity this year to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the thing for me is that there were a lot of injuries on the Chiefs side in that secondary, and like you did kind of what I expected you to do against a hurt secondary for the Chiefs. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if these teams do match up in the playoffs later on. What does that look like? Has the Chiefs defense on the back half have they matured? Have they gotten better with experience through the season? Are they going to be healthier? That's going to be interesting to see that matchup because just like we talk about the Cowboys, what well, we're going to get ready to talk about the Cowboys. If a team is in that full health and you beat them, we're definitely looking for that next game to see what it looks like. Of course, of course. Let me get to the comment section right quick before we move on to the Cowboys game. Fracture Warner says, Injuries are the only uh, thing I see stopping the Bills for the rest of the season. Playoffs are a different story, though. They always are. Julian says, the Chiefs have something up their sleeves, though, because they, they sure already did. started clearing cap space today. Hey, to be honest with you, I mean, let's be real. The Chiefs are in position every year because of some of the things that they're able to do in the offseason, regular season uh, draft. And then, of course, in these pivotal parts throughout the season where you can make uh, certain moves, the Chiefs have been able to do that all throughout this last, what, five-year run-ish. Uh, also, as well, Julian says, Bills look good, but I don't know. Chiefs had five injured players in their secondary, and they were missing one of their linebackers. Not saying as an excuse, just saying, no, look, you're not wrong. Julian, you're not wrong, you're wrong at all. But we all know, again, if you play football, if you played any sport, unfortunately, no excuses. Nope. Next man up, and it's time to play. I would love to see every team every week throughout the season full health. But we all know that's just not how football is played. So we are what we are. We have what we have. All right, Sunday night football game, Cowboys-Eagles. Let's go ahead and wrap up these last couple of games so we can get you guys up out of here for tonight. Um, now, like I stated on the show on Sunday when we previewed this game, I always assumed that the Chiefs and Bills game was going to be probably the more explosive, dynamic, more fun game to watch. But I knew because of these two fan bases – that this was probably going to be the most televised game, not just of the weekend, but also probably of the season so far. And I was right yet again with this. I wasn't right with the pick. I was not right with picking the Cowboys. I was, I'll was. i take that L. But I was definitely correct on this game being the, so far the most watched game of the NFL season so far. Um, now that we are at this game, we can now bring back up Fracture Walnut's comment because I do want to talk about this and I appreciate you for saying this, Fracture. He says, is it only me, but did the Cowboys expose the Eagles? The Eagles only scored, I think, six points in the second half if Dak was playing. I think they would have lost. Now, Ish and I was talking a little bit about this in the pre-show and he was quick to dismiss me and I understand because I, I agree a little bit what Ish is saying, but it is something to take note. The Eagles did start off this game very hot. And at one point in time, we thought it was going to get ugly. Really thought it was going to be 31-0, 40-0, maybe at one point in time. But the Cowboys were able to steady the ship and were able to at least make it a game. And then the Eagles finished it out and obviously showed that they were the better team for that night. But we all know Cooper Rush is not the starting quarterback. We all know Cooper Rush is not going to be the guy moving forward. So with that being said, we obviously know that these, these guys are division rivals. They will play again, play against each other again later on in the season. It is actually a 
Christmas Eve game that we will see these two these two teams play. So that would be a hell of a Christmas gift to, for all of us to watch. Ish. When the second matchup is played, will we see the same type of result or maybe a different result with Dak and Fahim? I mean, it could be a different result. It's going to be in Dallas. They're likely going to have Dak back. Um, it's it's going to be a little bit later um, in the season. So, you know, they're going to have a chance to heal up, get all the people in place, get some more experience for the younger guys. So it could definitely be a totally different game. For me, I'm not buying into this whole, like, if Dak was playing, they would have done this because that's disrespectful to the Philadelphia defense because that Philadelphia front seven, they're no joke. They put pressure on Cooper Rush all night. Even if Dak is back there, some of those situations, I don't know that Dak getting away from it. I don't know that Dak necessarily comes in and makes the throw under pressure. The The best thing you can do as a front seven is to be able to put pressure on the quarterback and force him into throws that he doesn't want to make. And I think that this defense has proven throughout the season that they definitely can do that. And I think this team, they were able to find a way to win this game, which at the end of the day, that's what you expect from a Super Bowl caliber a team, a playoff contending team, a team that knows how to find a way to win a game no matter what the circumstances, um, even if the momentum starts to swing the other way, that's the kind of team that later on in the year when they face adversity, they're going to be able to do what they need to do, and those are the teams that win playoff games. Greg says Cooper Rush pretty much handed Dak, Dak back his job. Of yeah, he did. Based on his terrible yeah. play. I think we can all be in agreement of that one. Um, I mean – I'll say this, even if Dak played like we all talk about, I say all the time, he's a glorified game manager. We don't know if he would have won the game for them, if he would have taken them down on the fourth quarter drive to win the game. We don't know. We just know that again. Like I said in the last topic, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Got a next man up. This, you know, Next person is ready to play. Everybody gets paid to play, so you got to step up. So, Cooper Rush was able to do that as the number two coming in and was able to steady the ship. Now time for Dak to come in and be the starter once again, and we'll see what happens to the Cowboys moving forward. We're going to save y'all the time and the embarrassment of talking about this Monday Night Football game to because be real, and because in reality there's really not too much to talk about uh, because just another, another disappointing performance on primetime once again for the Denver Broncos. Um, the Chargers win a very ugly game and probably a game that they probably should not have won. But unfortunately, somebody had to win this game. They probably should have tied, but unfortunately, again, somebody had to win this game. Um, ish. How much soon? I mean, how much longer is it until Nathaniel Hackett get fired? Um, I already told you they lose next week to the Jets. He gone. He got. He will have to be. They have no choice. He lose next week to the Jets. They they won't. They have no choice. He has to go. So I am predicting now they're gonna lose the Jets. He's gone. He's getting out of there. I mean, he he has just been. <laughs> Let me say this. I don't want to be disrespectful. Oh, be disrespectful. But sometimes you're just not qualified to be the head coach. All right, you could be a coordinator. You're just not qualified to be a head coach. That's just not in your DNA. It's not in your makeup. Maybe you need a little bit more time. But he has just been bad. He's been bad. 
He's been really, really, really poor. Um, and I just, I, I'm not a fan. I, I think he, he doesn't deserve it. He needs to be let go. Um, he's clearly overwhelmed. And then Russell, uh, I don't know what to tell y'all. Greg says this game pretty much shows how right you guys are about Russ. Again, for me, it was – I'll be honest with you. I wasn't expecting him to to play this badly. I mean, it's 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 not good at all. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – Fracture on us says it's time for the NFL to push the Broncos off of prime time and replace them with the Jets. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but speaking of prime time – if y'all didn't know, we get to see Ish's favorite team this sun this upcoming Sunday against the Broncos, the London Jags. Of course, travel over to the pond, or I should say, over the pond, I should say, and take on the Denver Broncos. Yet once again, they will be on morning time, not prime time. It'll be on morning time. So Sunday morning, if you want to tune into some early morning football, this might be the time to go ahead and sleep in because. <laughs> If you don't care about both of these teams, you might not care about watching this London game. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and just get out on a limb on this one. And I'm picking the London Jags. I'm I'm not going to be the fool. I know what the London Jags do. And I'm going to go ahead and be the first one to say I am taking the Jags. All right. Fair enough. Now, before we do get up out of here, though, I just want to let everybody know. And I know everybody's asking, X, now where did you get that? beautiful stylish haircut from because i know last week you was looking very rough and i was but before we get up out of here i just want to let everybody know you can go ahead and check out uh, imperial king's barbershop new location off of 9218 fm 1960 uh go ahead and check out this new barbershop barbershop location and ask for jason uh, go ahead and give him a call at 346 355 and as well, um, again, if you want to get you know hooked up like your boy and look all nice and stylish, go ahead and check out Emperor King's Barber Shop. All righty then. Once again, another great episode-ish of X Talking-ish. Once again, I hope y'all tune in for week seven mm. preview show on Sunday, 10 o'clock yep. Central Time, 11 o'clock Eastern oh, Time. I already picked the Jets. I was going to say, see if I'm around. You're, see you're if gonna, I pick Danny Don. Who knows? You might switch up your pick. Who knows? Something might happen. You might switch up your pick. But yeah, Danny Dimes, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get here on Sunday. Let's let the people go. Y'all enjoy y'all Tuesday night. Tune back in with us on Sunday morning, 10 o'clock Central Time, 11 o'clock Eastern Time. See y'all next time. Peace.